Kids Die Hard on an Anti-Nuke Base. Today I'm talking about Interceptor. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about interceptor which is a recent netflix release that i got a chance to watch and enjoyed because it scratched an itch um as i as i'll get to that i kind of been missing for a bit within the kind of the general movie sphere especially stuff that's you know readily available to watch or in theaters so yeah so without further ado let's get started One of the casualties of the franchise or bust attitude of big studio filmmaking has been what industry folks call mid-level movies. Not the standard $5 million fare that Blumhouse puts out, but something around $20 to $30 million. It can be a thriller, a comedy, or in one of this year's biggest mid-budget releases, everything, everywhere, all at once. And it definitely includes action movies, a genre that is both more popular than ever, thanks in, thanks in part to how it's ingrained with the aforementioned franchises, but also smaller and more limited than years past. Which is why I was happy to watch a very silly diehard riff on Netflix called Interceptor. Elsa Pataki, uh, Pataki stars as Captain J.J. Collins, a highly decorated soldier who's been reassigned to one of the United States' two anti-nuke facilities. But when terrorists seize the first site and begin a siege on the second, Collins and her dwindling supply of allies will have to outfight and outwit a group of mercenaries and save the United States from a nuclear apocalypse. So I'm not going to claim that Interceptor is good by regular movie standards. The dialogue is often clunky, almost all the characters on one note. The cameos for uh, (laughs) Pataki's husband Chris Hemsworth are very obvious, and there's one too many twists in the movie. And yet... I had a great time with this one for the following reasons. The first reason is that it's unafraid of politics. If you're into gaming at all, you've probably heard the nonsense phrase that studios like Activision Blizzard throw around, our games aren't political. Which is stupid, because every piece of media is political in some way, especially a military shooter, but whatever. What it indicates is a desire to avoid overt political messages that I personally find a bit cowardly. Every dumb action movie can have a lot to say if you do it right. Which is why I was thrilled to see Interceptor dive right in. The movie goes for two political fronts. The first is the broad strokes of the bad guy's plan, which is presented as a cleansing fire for America, which is easy to unpack and reveal as either misguided or false as soon as you delve into the villain's history. Classic diehard stuff here. On the other end, we have Captain Collins, whom we learn was involved in a sexual harassment and assault scandal featuring some military higher-ups. This is normally something movies portraying any kind of military, U.S. or not, try to avoid. Too long to explain, but basically the U.S. military won't give you equipment if you make them look bad. So it is a breath of fresh air to see a movie address a known issue head-on. It means our heroes actually represent something versus being empty vessels for the audience to paste themselves onto. Reason number two is variety. Die Hard-esque action movies work best when they play like a chess match between the hero and the bad guy. As soon as the sides are obvious, they start trying to get the better of one another and make moves and counter moves. And Interceptor does this very well. Early on, Collins and her allies secure the command center, so then it's about whether or not she can maintain control of it and keep it operational, while her foes try to break in or torpedo the facility itself. 
This also means we get different kinds of action scenes, including a good mixture of guns, knives, and hand-to-hand combat, all of which gets harder for Collins as her injuries mount. And reason number three is that we embrace the R rating. A movie can be R-rated for all kinds of reasons, but action movies like this typically feature bad language and bloody gunshots. But that doesn't mean you have to stop there. In fact, I'd argue a more memorable death scene here or there is a great way to stick in the audience's brain. And much to my glee, Interceptor is full of moments like that. Our bad guys don't just die, they die very badly. The verdict is, it's silly fun. Despite its over-the-top approach, Interceptor scratched a niche for me. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.